Hi there. This is Michael C. Patterson, co-founder and CEO of MindRamp Coaching and Consulting. This podcast is an exploration of the mind of savants, people who have severe mental deficits yet, in some cases, display extraordinary virtuosity in one or two highly targeted areas. These targeted abilities seem to reach superhuman levels beyond anything that so-called normal brains can achieve. Some savants remember every book they've ever read. Others remember and can play every piece of music they have ever heard. A number of savants show truly remarkable artistic skills. These savants seem to have superhuman powers, yet their virtuosity is achieved by human brains. What is it about the savant brain that permits heightened levels of virtuosity that are denied to the rest of us with normal brains? Would it be possible for us so-called normal folks to ramp up our brain power by learning the secrets of the savant brain? I think so. This podcast is based on an article I wrote for Third Act magazine. It's called The Wonders of the Savant Brain. I've long been fascinated by the highly specialized virtuosity of people once called idiot savants. The neurological condition of savantism causes a counterpoint of profound disabilities coupled with incredible upsurges of targeted virtuosity. Savants are, quote, people whose general capacity for intelligence is abysmally low, says neuroscientist V.S. Ramachandran, yet who have islands of astonishing talent, end quote. It's these islands of mental virtuosity that offer insight into the full expanse of human mental powers. A young girl named Nadia picked up a pen at age three and a half and without the benefit of any apparent training, began to draw wonderful sketches of galloping horses. Yet Nadia has limited speech and spends much of her time in repetitive play, tearing paper into strips. What gives savants their superhuman abilities? Our so-called, quote-unquote, normal brains capable of approaching these capabilities? I believe we can enhance our normal cognitive abilities by studying and emulating savant skills. A savant's mental genius, which can reach seemingly superhuman levels, is usually confined to a finite set of capabilities. Savant skills center on the domains of music, art, mathematics, calendar calculation, mechanical and spatial skills, and extraordinary memory recall. It appears the neurological condition forces the savant brain into a kind of Faustian bargain. The cost of a single superhuman ability is the sacrifice of the rest of the brain. The vast majority of the savant mind is denied any cognitive power and is rendered useless. Yet when a single skill survives, the targeted talent receives all the resources— focus, and energy the savant mind can muster. Musician Derek Paravicini remembers every piece of music he has ever heard and can transpose any of those melodies into any musical style he selects. 
Alan Snyder, director of the Brain and Mind Center at the University of Sydney in Australia, has identified a set of hyperactivated abilities that seem to account for the flights of virtuosity that flourish in some savant minds. We all possess these abilities, but fail to express them to the degree found in savants. Let's take a look at some of these abilities and see how so-called normal brains might be able to take advantage of these techniques. The first is privileged access to low-level processing. The savant mind can focus on pure sensation without converting the direct sensory input into symbolic representations. Betty Edwards, in her classic Drawing on the Right Side of the Brain, teaches art students the same perceptual trick. Normal minds look at an apple and automatically convert the raw data into a generic symbol of an apple. Skilled artists, and some savants, circumvent the processing and see the details and unique characteristics of this singular apple. Betty Edwards demonstrates that normal brains can, in fact, learn to see like artists and like savants. Savant Stephen Wilshire is an architectural artist. If he's taken up in a helicopter over Rome or Paris, he can then render a photorealistic drawing of the entire city from memory. The second unique ability is hyperfocus. Savant hyperfocus has two important aspects. One, an intense and highly motivated emotional commitment to the topic. And two, concentrated and sustained attention without distractions. So-called normal minds that invest the same kind of commitment and attention to a pursuit of passion can achieve heightened results, just like the savants. Number three is heightened sensory acuity. The privileged access to low-level sensory elements, coupled with hyperfocus, may provide savants with a heightened ability to discern subtle variations in sensory data, which then enhances their performance. We can all train our minds to enhance our sensory acuity through disciplines like Mindfulness Meditation. Ann Adams was trained and worked as a scientist, but in midlife she lost interest in science and became obsessed with painting, becoming a prolific and highly accomplished artist. Her obsession with art seems to be associated with the onset of frontotemporal dementia. Okay, the next characteristic of the savant brain is obsessive practice. Savants have limited abilities and limited interests and tend to engage in obsessive-compulsive behaviors. So when anchored in a creative activity, the hours of dedicated practice amplifies skill levels, including the ability to identify and correct mistakes. And we all know that disciplined practice improves performance, and that certainly is available to so-called normal minds. Another savant characteristic is disinhibition. A fully operational brain has many cognitive functions occurring at the same time, 
Smooth operation requires the activation of some functions coupled with the inhibition of others. Inhibition may have no role in a savant's brain that has only one working talent. So then, without inhibition, that single talent may be free to realize its full potential. Perhaps so-called normal brains can enhance performance by learning how to release inhibitions, particularly while focusing on one targeted activity. The next is equipartitioning. Alan Snyder suggests that savants possess a heightened ability to partition sensory information into equal parts, a skill he calls equipartitioning. Musical savants might hear music more acutely because they can partition the rhythms to an extraordinary degree into 32nd and 64th notes and beyond. I mean, we all possess this ability to some degree. We need no specialized training to divide a sandwich into four equal parts, for example. But perhaps we can heighten this as we apply it to different artistic activities. And finally, some savants have extraordinary memory. Kim Peek, for example, who was the inspiration for the movie Rain Man with Dustin Hoffman, could memorize complete pages of text two at a time every eight seconds. He simply flips the page, scans the right page with his right eye, the left page with his left eye. Peek can remember texts from thousands of books, but unfortunately he's unable to tie his shoelaces or button his shirt. Now, it's likely that savants with prodigious memory are are highly efficient at encoding an initial impression, using the low-level processing, the hyper-focus, the heightened sensory acuity, and the obsessive interest, as mentioned earlier. Their ability to reactivate the memory would be heightened through obsessive repetition and rehearsal that firmly consolidates the impression. Most of us can improve our memory by paying attention to what we want to remember, which is called encoding, and then by reinforcing the impression, which is consolidation. Once we've done that, it's much easier to recall the memory. A savant's virtuosity inspires awe and wonder. Savants demonstrate the pure potential of the human mind. Savants are forced to use their brains in unique ways. Their virtuosity arises from selective deactivation of certain cognitive functions coupled with hyperactivation of others. The lesson of the savants may be that we all possess the potential to excel if we learn to modulate our mental capacities in ways that give full expression to our innate abilities. Ah, what a piece of work we are. How powerful the cognitive tools we possess, how pregnant with potential. What flights of fancy and achievement would be beyond our grasp if we could harness and express the collective potential of our human brain power. So, to review, here's the list of cognitive strategies that may explain the extraordinary abilities of the savant mind. And, excitingly, these same techniques may give us clues to how we can ramp up our own mental abilities. So here we go. Number one, privileged access to low-level processing. Two, hyper-focus. Three, heightened sensory acuity. Four, obsessive practice. Five, 
disinhibition. Six, equipartitioning. And finally, prodigious memory. You can find this article and others I have written by checking out the resources page of our website at www.mindramp.org or by going to the website for Third Act magazine and searching under my name, Michael C. Patterson. That website is www.3rdactmagazine.com. By the way, I'm working on a book idea tentatively titled Mind Over Muddle, How to Manage Our Mind to Enhance Thinking and Promote Happiness, Meaning, and Fulfillment. And I'm pretty sure that these ideas about savant superpowers will be part of it. All right, that's it for now. Never forget that your mind is a magnificent tool. Cherish it, protect it, nurture it, and it will help you to live long and to live well. Thank you.